I, like I'm a, I've been a fan of Laboon for a while, but it's, I suppose for people who aren't maybe a bit of a background on what Laboon are and, and who you are, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I guess Laboom has had a couple of different iterations um, kind of been on the road a couple of years now. But um, I suppose the latest kind of iteration since I've come on board has been, I guess, has been mainly me and Christy. Um, so we're, we're two um, brothers from Navin. Um, so, yeah, we kind of write and uh, record the tunes. And then when we play a live show, um, we'll have uh, the two guys join us then for the live shows. That'll be um, Peter and Finn. So um yeah it's just such a pleasure to get to work with such incredible people but um yeah it's it's mainly i guess it's kind of dance elite electronic music um kind of yeah influence a bit of pop influence there as well and um kind of recently yeah we'd have a good bit of bit of spoken word um going on as well over over the 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 dance so that's that's basically yeah that's been pretty much it for the last last kind of 12 months or so Mm. I think the the spoken word is is something that's sort of especially interesting. I think it's it's one of those. It's kind of it's a medium which you can convey such like vulnerability over. I think compared to other um, things, and then contrasted with the dance music of that, I think it's a mad sort of really interesting uh, combination. Yeah, it is, and like it's funny. We're still kind of. We, we feel like we still have so much to explore kind of around mm. that as well. Like, I suppose, um, like initially how it started was, it was quite a random and quite a natural way of starting. Like basically myself and Chrissy, our brothers, obviously. So, um, during, during COVID, um, oh, just the way circumstances landed, I ended up actually living in his house with him, um, kind of for like two months and you know yourself that initial kind of boredom mm. of like what, what to do to pass time. Um, we would have worked previously like on, other projects so like my writing before um before the music would have been kind of around writing for for stage and writing for plays and writing kind of uh for screen and kind of that type of thing would have been more my background it would have been kind of more stories orientated than um, music mm. um but it was kind of around that time we just started throwing down some lyrics over 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 tunes that christy was working on and um i suppose kind of initially it started as a kind of a more it was kind of a joke. It was kind of certain. It was kind of like to see if I could actually like rap. <laughs> so yeah, kind of yeah. we we used to set ourselves kind of challenges where he'd he'd um yeah we'd give ourselves like an hour and he'd have to come up with like the tune and I'd have to have the entire all the lyrics written in that and then we'd stop at that time and whatever we had that was it like you know so that's yeah. how we kind of started. So the first few tunes, I mean, there were still sometimes I listened to them back like they're entertaining, but I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else would find it. Like, no, they won't they won't see the light there. Um but I suppose then um yeah then it kind of evolved to the point where um we kind of had that idea of like you know the the lyrics are one thing but like we kind of wanted to have whether there was a or lyrics there or anything over the tune, people were still going to be dancing. So it was kind mm -hmm. of like how do you just bring that to another level and we thought maybe putting down kind of a spoken word little bits and pieces there. So it kind of started very strangely, basically, um, just before about a year ago or maybe 18 months ago, um, Christy was planning, uh, this was before I had ever been on stage in my life. <laughs> Christy was planning like a kind of a small room kind of secret rave kind of a tour that was going to go around Ireland and kind of in preparation for that, he set up one in Dublin. So it was a secret rave in Dublin where you only found out about it, um, uh, if you were a part of the mailing list um, mm. and then basically 
you'd only find out where the location of the show was going to be on the day of the show itself. So you'd have a rough idea of where it was going to be in Dublin, but you'd only get the coordinates kind of like three hours before the show. So like that was due to start or to be on on the Saturday. And on the Thursday, I got a phone call off Christy being like here and like, you know, we're looking to unreleased tunes only for this. We want to test out a few new things. He's like, wouldn't it be gas? Like if you got up and did one of those tunes that we'd been working on like three or four months ago. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like I don't know the words. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i literally had to like and like i bear in mind i'd never ever been on a stage before that so i was kind of like oh man this could be a complete absolute disaster like mm-hmm. but it was kind of a safe space like at that um it was a really we knew there's only gonna be 200 people there a lot of them were gonna be um people we knew and they were gonna be laboon fans who are part of the sign up so it was kind of like a a safe space to try yeah. new things like so um so yeah it was just kind of one of those tunes that we had done um I got up and, and did it and look in fairness a lot of the people there knew me but it went down really well like there was like a it became a mm. bit of a moment on that night so kind of after that like Christy was like fuck did we <laughs> did we just kind of stumble on on something there like you know Mad. so um yeah so then just we kind of we started doing that again then over the next little while we like we started um there were a couple of other small little things like that where we tried it out and it was kind of going down well so um it was actually electric picnic then last year um one of the Laboon were playing two slots and one of them was like a 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. Um, it was like absolutely bucketing rain. And like um, we got up and tried it there and like it just <laughs> it kind of went off a little bit like with that tune. So um, so then we just kind of got back into the studio and started writing more and more. And um, yeah, for some reason, it's uh, <laughs> like I'm still kind of waiting to be found out on it. But um, it just seems to kind of connect or something with the particularly yeah, the live yeah. shows. It seems to uh, it's just added an extra, I suppose, just an extra dimension or something to to the parties you know i think it's um like i remember the first time i came across it was tiktok funny enough mm-hmm. um and sort of just seeing it it's i think it was the setting of a rave with the like with the it comes back to vulnerability but that sort of you know just things you wouldn't normally hear the rave and i think there's you've lyrics about it but like just kind of that um ability to connect with the dance music, but then also the words that are, um, I suppose, personal to you, but relatable to everyone. Like, I think you're sort of that Australia song is especially, uh, pertinent at the minute, like immigration and everyone seems to leave and, and it's like people go out to have a good time, but it's also nice to have like, feel heard and feel listened to. Yeah. And like, definitely. And to be honest that, you know, that's a lot of the a lot of people who come up to me after the show will will say things like that like they're kind of like you know how did you you know the, the last question like you know that's so relatable to me how did you know that mm. that's how i was feeling and it's kind of like <laughs> I, I i i didn't write it to try be relatable to other people yeah. like it it really is just my very specific situation like say the australia tune as an example like i've a very very close mate like group of like kind of 10 or nine mates you know 10 of us we extremely close and we kind of talk like every single day and have a fairly active group chat and stuff and we would have all been living within kind of two houses or three houses but like out of that um group of 10 like seven of them left and mm. i think like six of them to australia and went to dubai kind of pretty much within about two or three months of each other so to be honest that song was just written out of like it was it was essentially things i would actually say to them or mm. little kind of bits that came up you know during those kind of last few nights before they left it was kind yeah. of and it was just kind of around that feeling like like in that song itself it's kind of that the idea of 
like the ultimate Irish goodbye is like not being able to go to your mates going away mm. party because you just can't kind of I suppose you kind of can't face it or you just don't want you just don't want it to happen you're kind of like oh just don't yeah. go you know just stay for another while and it's that so, it's that Irish thing as well of just like oh yeah it's, it's great you're heading off but sure I'll, I'll catch you again when you get back and like not just you know expressing yourself and just avoiding that final goodbye um yeah yeah no and that that would be a big a big thing for me like i wouldn't be brilliant at those kind of those goodbyes or those yeah, kind yeah. of serious moments i wouldn't be ex in that i'd nearly rather just not go and send the yeah. voice message after or just go and ignore it and be like yeah sure look sure i'll see you you know and yeah, maybe yeah. then think about those things for the rest yeah. of the week when i go home but um it's yeah. interesting though like you sort of you, i suppose you, you use the music test rest but like in my head, it would have been, I would have thought you would have been very good at sort of expression with the listening to lyrics and sort of seeing what you're doing. But I suppose that's, that's what music does for people. And that's what art is. You kind of express yourself without having to have those conversations. And Yeah, well, that is it. Like, because like, I suppose since then, a lot of, I suppose those mates that I'm talking about in particular, like they obviously then when they would have heard the song, they would have been some of the first people I would have sent it to before we mm. released it or anything or before we did a live. Um, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Maybe it's just that disconnect. Like when I'm writing them, I, I never feel like, oh sure. Nobody's actually ever going to read these, you know, cause yeah. I'm, sure I'm writing loads of crap that never, <laughs> that yeah, nobody yeah. ever sees, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I suppose I just find it easier maybe to get it down on the page. And then for some reason, maybe because it isn't going directly to them, <laughs> it doesn't feel as kind of like it's yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've never really kind of thought about it that way. Um, I suppose, yeah, I probably do just find it easier to, to write about those yeah, things I, or to put them in tunes than I do to actually say them in real life. I remember someone saying to me, they, um, I think it's probably, I don't know who it was, but they were doing driving lessons and um, with their dad and their dad was obviously sitting beside them. But he found that like the perfect opportunity to have like tough conversations because you weren't facing him <laughs> eye to eye, you were looking ahead. And I think that's wow. like, it's the same with that sort of, if you're not directly speaking to someone, you can get how you're feeling out a lot easier. So definitely, <laughs> definitely. And like, look, in fairness, that is kind of one, one song. I mean, you know, a lot of the other tunes <laughs> that we've written or we're writing, um, you know, are, are much lighter, maybe are kind of, you know, it's more just about those. I mean, I, I feel equally as strongly about them and equally as emotional about them, but yeah. a lot of them are more just about those kind of, those fucking brilliant nights you yeah, know those yeah. brilliant times as well you know so yeah um, even like town like uh, it's another song which i think just brings great feelings because it's again relatable but very personal to you like it's everyone's had those experiences of just when you're growing up and being around town yeah and look that's the thing like kind of when we talk about it as well um you know when people ask us to kind of describe the music <clears throat> we'll often say it's kind of half remembered half imagined mm. nights out you yeah, know like yeah. we always say like all of these songs that we're writing about <clears throat> they're probably about one really good night we had and i'm not even sure if that night actually happened you know yeah, yeah. It, doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't yeah. matter like it maybe it was probably a hundred nights but in my head it's that one perfect yeah, that we yeah. have and i can even put a date on it but <laughs> i don't even know if that happened or if it even yeah, happened yeah. that time so yeah. yeah we're all the same and like how has it has it been sort of going from not performing on stage ever to perform like how many festivals did you do over the summer you've done a good few yeah oh, it's 
probably yeah between Ireland and Spain and the UK yeah I don't know we probably had 12 or yeah. 13 festivals um, yeah huge I suppose yeah look initially it was like the maddest thing in the world as in mm. like because it was literally going from having never done it to, to getting up and doing it but um, I suppose just kind of the way it worked it's been kind of incrementally for me so the first few times it was kind of getting up and doing one song and then at another kind of a rave we trialed like we tried out the Australia one and that kind of went well so then we kind of had a tour where we were doing kind of two and then it became three songs so it was kind of incremental where mm. it was kind of at the start it was like okay I'm gonna get Christy be like I'm gonna get my little brother up and kind of yeah, yeah. you know and then and then it was kind of like okay now the little brother won't get off the fucking stage <laughs> I know, but, but it's kind of now to a stage where I'm probably in about half of the tunes or over half the the, mm. the songs so it, maybe it just yeah like we had a particular um tour last year it was the small rooms tour where we we purposely went to to like kind of the cities and towns around Ireland and sought out like smaller venues like so mm -hmm. we have that kind of small secret rave kind of uh, feel so we used to set up on the floor and like the crowd would be kind of 360 around us and uh, so literally you're like literally within spitting distance Amazing. of chap <laughs> standing in front of you and yeah. he was getting spat on a good bit but um like for me that was just an incredible time like because that was kind of week on week so mm -hmm. like you kind of have to get comfortable and to be honest yeah. i did i kind of naturally loved it like you know so but even that just doing a week on week kind of by the fifth or sixth one it was just kind of something you did then you know and it was at that stage it was like oh geez i just wanted to be doing it more like you know mm. so so yeah it kind of went from being something i i had never ever done and never thought i'd want to do to maybe like a place where i've definitely be potentially at my happiest now is up there you know or it's kind of something that i'd look forward to most so it's um yeah, and all kind of in the space of about 12 or 18 months. That has been just mad, yeah. like, mad. And for, like, to happen all organically, really, like, there isn't it. You never really intended to to be in this position, but it's just happened that way. I think that's the class part about it. Yeah, and that's, and look, that's what we, with our, in our writing process as well, we kind of tried to do it that way too. I suppose, like, Christy would be, you know, before any of the music stuff, as I said, we would have worked together on loads of stuff and, naturally he'd be probably my best friend anyway you know what i mean mm. so we kind of we were so we're so comfortable working with each other that um i suppose yeah it, it never feels kind of like um you know taking my words and just plonking it over his music it just like it's just not the way we write like we'd we'd be in the studio f together like he has a kind of a little cabin out his back and we'd just be in there for for hours and i think maybe it's that brotherly thing where kind of it has brought you know the I don't know, maybe the barrier is broken down or something like we'll say whatever to mm. each other, you know, or we'll, you know, as long as we think it's, and we, we have, we share a fair kind of vision as well of what we want it to sound like, even though like, you now Chrissy does 90% of it, uh, like, is, and I'm literally only doing the words. Being humble, Andy, <laughs> so you're being humble there. Like, no, no humble. honestly, honestly, like he, Jesus, without now his tunes, like it'd be just a fella up there roaring, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking drinking and stuff. But like, um, but no, like, I mean, maybe the fact that we do work together that way, like, I, I hope that that kind of, yeah, kind of comes across, I think, then in the, mm. the final product, like, I think that it, it is, it's a natural thing as opposed to, you know, we didn't even know what we were making at the start. And it's kind of, we're as, I'm as, well, both of us are as surprised as anyone when it kind of, it lands yeah. or people can kind of relate to it, you know? Do you think it would be as easy or 
do you think you'd be as comfortable sort of doing it if it wasn't your brother you're doing with? Do you think that's a big part of it, of sort of the process where you wouldn't be as open and vulnerable and like, I suppose, as you say, like you, you wouldn't be able to just say whatever you want if it wasn't your brother, like you kind of doesn't get as, as close as that. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I think 100%. I think it's not even just Chrissy. It's the, the, the other two lads as well, who we, we tour with, um, Peter and Finn, like two absolutely incredible musicians and like, but kind of, that's just a given, like, it's not mainly they're just like two of the soundest and like the absolutely best crack lads you're going to meet like you know and i think if it wasn't and myself and christy say that all the time like if it wasn't for how much crack we have on those tours and the gigs and the festivals like you just you you couldn't do it because i mean the show itself is um is only like literally two percent of the say if you're going to spain to to do a festival you might land in there and because of flights and ryanair flights you might land in there on the friday morning and you know the festival mightn't the the show mightn't be until like literally we've had a few slots that were like three o'clock in the morning that mm. night um you know and you might be able to check in for a while and there is all that and mm. you know you're waiting for transport and there's loads of gear and there's all that and then you mightn't your flight might be really early the next morning so you're getting you know you're you're there's a lot of potential there for people to be annoyed and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and sick of each other but like honestly it's just never like that it's actually mm. the bits i look forward to most are the the bits in between like the crack before the sound check in between the the bit of food beforehand the pints and like that literally is 99 percent of it the i come home after those weekends and like my girlfriend or my family are like <clears throat> how'd you get on like how was the show and i'm kind of like jesus the show feels like such a what show part. what show are you talking yeah, about like, oh yeah the, yeah show was, show was <laughs> grand yeah but like the jeez the crack you know we went to a beach yeah. or we swam here or we you know so it's like um so I think, I don't know how you could do it if you didn't not mm. only just get on with the people you're dealing with, but if you didn't love spending time with those yeah. people, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but yeah. And then it is the same for Christy, myself, Christy, like for there's days where we'd spend, we could spend maybe 12 hours together between, you know, we could be writing in the morning and then there's loads of TikToks to make or there's loads mm. of editing to make or loads of admin or we're planning something, the show that's coming up. And you could be spending absolutely loads of time together, but I suppose, yeah, that there is potential there. If that was someone you weren't very comfortable with, um, yeah, yeah it, it'd be just so much more difficult. And I don't know if you'd ever want to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, just the sound of that, like in my, having my brother and two friends and going to Spain to do something that you really enjoy, like it sounds unbelievable. And that's, yeah. I suppose that's, um, and I know like there's, as you said, there's, multiple other things that you do on, on the side of like admin tiktok and all that but um mm. yeah sounds sounds class um and then i suppose the bit of news came out there this week it signed with a label yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah no that's another chapter again, that the story. Kind of bad. <laughs> yeah and like i mean it kind of doesn't even sound real like the story around that is so organic as well like basically we um we were playing a festival last summer in um in the UK, it's called Secret Garden Party. Um, but just to give you a bit of context of that weekend, it was like the worst weather of all time. Like, I mean, I'm talking biblical yes. rain and like depressing 
types, you know, there were storms, there was potential for the festival to be called off, all that stuff. And we played a festival the night before, I think it was Latitude the night before. And uh, we got absolutely soaked. And I think we ended up sleeping that night. We were meant to be in an artist camping, but it was so wet and so mucky. The four of us slept in a rented car. Like we were <laughs> miserable. <laughs> and, I'm not uh, jealous anymore. The, I take it all back. No, exactly. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. But uh, <laughs> so the next morning then we, um, we were going to play this second festival and the weather was the exact same. So again, there was potential to be, this could be just a crap weekend, you know, <laughs> but um. Now, the show at night four went well and all, but uh, the Secret Garden Party, we started and it's um the the like layout of the venue is quite um it's quite unusual, but um this the it's a lot of DJs and it's a lot of late night stuff and the weather had kind of impacted. It just felt kind of uh, a bit low energy kind of when we got there, we were like, Jesus, like, you know, is there anyone gonna be here at the show? And when we were like line checking at the start, there were honestly about four people there and we were like, Oh god, like this could be just a disaster, you know. But again we got a bit of luck um as we were starting someone at the main stage was just finishing up so um we could kind of see like people coming over the hill and coming towards us and it was actually just um the tune was australia it was the, that song was coming uh, on yeah, yeah. and like maybe it's the fact that i don't know i was on the mic or something it was or whatever way the the speakers were facing it was kind of facing towards the main stage and literally as the first first started i looked up and i could see like people coming running down the hill, like proper, nice. like it looked like a, a war scene or something. I was like, Jesus. So all of a sudden, like after about three or four songs, it was packed out in our, our area. But um, anyway, it ended up being a brilliant show. Like probably maybe one of my favorite shows. And like, it was exclusively, it was only like English people there or like, it just like, you know, we gave a shout out. Is anyone from Ireland? And like, literally it was like tumbleweed. There wasn't a single large person there. But, um, but one of the guys, we got very lucky. One of the guys there was, um, yeah, a guy a guy named Dan who works for another another rhythm. So they're the 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 label, um, a dance label in based in London. Um, so basically he was there and he um loved the show and got onto Christy afterwards and was like, we'd love to have a chat. And um, yeah, so then ended up kind of chatting with him over over the next few months. And then yeah, so then last week, um, or where is two a couple of weeks ago anyway we. We officially anyway signed um with them so yeah Mad. it's really really exciting and um, really exciting stuff so yeah our, our first release now with them is yeah 24th of november so yeah really really exciting times like they're just oh they get it as well like they're they're just such a sound bunch as well they're like they're really really focused on fans we already have and they love mm -hmm. the whole secret rave stuff and they just kind of they don't want to change anything which is i suppose look, that's what everyone really wants, you know? So it's, yeah, so far it's just been, it's just been brilliant. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of a whirlwind. Um, it's just been such a busy few weeks now, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just really, really, really positive. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's great to hear that there, and I suppose you wouldn't have made a decision, but like to, to see your vision, I feel like that's huge for an artist. If you're joining a label, like to, like, you never want anyone to getting in the creative process or just, I suppose, let you do, do you and, and let the, what's happening organically, um, just, I suppose, amplify that rather than change. Yeah. And that look, that's exactly pretty much exactly what they, they even said, like, they were kind of like, look, they wouldn't have wanted to work with us if they didn't like what we were doing already, you know? So I suppose hopefully for us, it's just that they can put it on front of more more people you know and into mm. different areas but like for us i mean 
like we have we're so lucky we're just absolutely blessed like we have such an engaged following as it is you know that like like our Dublin show on the 24th like that's sold out purely just off uh, email signups like we just put it I'm, on I'll a, be there looking forward to it oh are you there all right looking great great yeah. cool. like but we put that out as a like as a pre-sale thinking like you know ah, a couple of 100 people will get it off the emails and then we can we kind of just weren't even looking at it and all of a sudden we checked the stats and we were like oh my god it's after selling out now on the pre-sale <laughs> you know that's just that wasn't even we hadn't even put the link up on our instagrams yet you know so we're just lucky in that the i guess the people who are into us um also, they're just so sound. Like I've never met a dickhead at a Laboom gig, but um, but they're just also just quite engaged. And people who've seen us have often seen us a couple of times or have been to us a number of times and kind of follows rain. So, like, we're just so lucky with that. So then to find yeah, to find a, a label who are who want to you know release music and engage with that following primarily yeah. before even looking at at other things like that was that's just huge and for them to say that to us was just like oh god you lads really really get it like so understand yeah it, it's yeah. exciting and i think like it that is a big part of it of having having a fan base that feels connected to you and like it's not just a transactional going to a gig and like really looking forward to the small rate to the rave and sort of I've been to the Boomwood Festival, but I haven't seen, I haven't been to one of the smaller sort of raves and I'm looking forward to that experience of uh, just, I suppose, feeling like you're you're part of it rather than a, an audience member. I think that's a class sort of, I, I wouldn't say evolution, but it's it's just, yeah, it's uh, really exciting. Um, yeah, well, look, that's that's something that we, you know, you'll, you'll hopefully see yourself um, at the show is like that. <laughs> genuinely and like we were having as much crack up there as we would be if we were <laughs> in the audience as well like it really and i know but like that genuinely is the case when we're up there it's um it's just so much fun like and again you're doing it with your best friends there like i mean so like we hope that when people come yeah they don't feel like it's a them and us kind of a thing it's like uh we're just here for a party you know i literally was just coming to the boom gigs a year ago as in the crowd like with my mates and they're still going to be there i'm just going to be up on the stage so for me it's just it's madness like it makes no sense but it's um but yeah yeah hopefully hopefully we do get that across yeah i think you better you better get used to it i think it's only going to get bigger and bigger as you go on i think um really exciting (laughs) um hopefully and yeah is there tickets for any other gigs or anything yeah, so there still are a few tickets left um for the gig on the twenty um fifth. Um so that's the mm-hmm. second, yeah, in the warehouse. So that's in Dublin. Um and then yeah, then there's gonna be an absolutely massive announcement coming after that um for for the new year. So yeah, there'll be <laughs> there will be plenty, plenty of tickets to be buying then. But um yeah, that will that will be coming out really soon. So Keep an eye, I guess, keep an eye on the, the Laboom Instagram or if you sign up in there, you will be the first person to, to know about all that that news. But yeah, if, if if anyone wants to come, there's still a few tickets left for that, for that show on the 20, 25th. Fantastic. And uh, I'll, I'll see you there. I'll see you on the 24th. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Cool, man. See you there.